0: Hello and welcome to a brand new Five Heart Live. On a Thursday night, 9 o'clock Central, God's Time Zone, it is the eve of Spring Game Eve, and Husker Nation is a buzz. My name is Greg Mahochko. This guy over here is our founder, our fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. And this gentleman is uh, one of you but also one of us. He walks in both worlds. That's right. He's Blade. No, uh, from coordination.com and a pretty regular Chatterfield here on on the comment section and joining us live uh, uh, through the keyboard is uh, our very own Aaron Rostovsky, assuming I pronounced that right, Aaron. Nailed it.
1: Yes! Wow. I should record that and replay it over and over.
0: <laughs> See, when you have a last name like Mahachko, you become a little bit more aware and perceptive to other unique <laughs> last names. So, good uh, good All to have components. you here on the show. Thanks for uh, joining us because you are a, uh, a new-again dad, right?
2: Indeed I am.
0: Tell us about that sweet, sweet eight-week paternity leave you were bragging about earlier.
2: It is magical. Get to lots of Lots of baseball games. I'm sure everyone's getting sick of seeing my name on all the articles on coordination. Nope. Um, and, not that like,
0: and and I say this you know, with love and also in all honesty, they're only here for the football stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, John?
1: No, I don't know. We hey, we have baseball people. Baseball, baseball coming up. Baseball. You're right. You're right. Baseball Everybody yes.
0: Basketball baseball. no. Ba- baseball yes. Basketball no.
2: Once we stick that first place in the conference, we get a few more a few more likes on the on the baseball articles.
0: Uh, Dion Pryor with us, at, kind of as usual. I say kind of because I think there was a week or two where he wasn't able to join us, but Dion says, happy 420, guys. Uh, yes, it is April 20th. I don't know the significance of that day. It's two days uh, post-tax day, and really that's about all it.
1: You don't know the significance of <laughs> April twentieth. Uh,
0: it's just another day. It's a Thursday.
1: I quit drinking three years ago.
0: That is significant. Yeah. Well, don't celebrate that.
1: So you should blaze it.
0: I don't know what that means. What? What's blaze the trail? Yes. Alundra Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Okay. There's are going to be some people out there who understand and appreciate those references, and I salute them. Uh, Fred is here, and right off the bat wants to know uh, what uh, I am drinking. You got some of the letters, right? And you put a few extra in there uh, that, that don't belong, uh, Fred. Um, and he's drinking enough margaritas to be unable to Uber. I'm not entirely sure what exactly that means, Wait. but I, I am drinking... As I promised last week, although I got the name wrong, Sam Adams. I thought it was Alpine Ale. It's Alpine Lager. It is brisk and smooth. Hazy and golden, this unfiltered lager is a breath of fresh air. The crisp maltiness and lively citrus notes transport you to brisk, sunny days out in the mountains. Alpine Lager, Sam Adams Brewing Company. I guess it's technically Boston Brewing Company. So what's going on? What's going on? Well, I want to start since Aaron is here. And don't worry. If you're jumping in or if you're here just to talk about the spring game, we will get there. But Aaron is here, and Aaron is one of our beat writers for Husker Baseball. And we had a unique situation. First of all, we had a great weekend uh, against Northwestern with the sweep, although it wasn't looking so promising early on in that Friday night game. Correct, Aaron?
2: That is indeed the case. Yeah, we were down... 3-0 3-0 to start with, and then I think uh, when you combine all the games after that, we went on something like a 37-3-year to th- three year run after that point, I believe.
0: It was a... All right, I'm going to borrow a phrase that I heard once when I was in terrestrial radio and we were doing celebrating a grand reopening of the McDonald's in town. It was a McMagical day. 8-3, to 9-2, to 18-5... They used up all the offense because Creighton came to town.
2: It was a baseball giveaway day there.
0: (laughs) Good Lord. There's something about those teams from Omaha. uh, And we'll get into the, not the end of the game, but certainly the suspension of the game uh, here in a minute. But what is it? I tried answering the question. For those of you who missed last week's show, you're not alone. John Johnston also missed last week's show. So it was just me. For an hour by myself. And the question came up. Don't look at me like that, John. You weren't here. Uh, but the question came up about why Nebraska struggles in the, you know, during the week games. The the best guess that I have, based on, you know, listening to people smarter than me, <laughs> is because you're really using the middle week game to test out talent and evaluate them in, in a live situation for the weekend. Correct.
2: Oh yeah, you're you're getting guys at bats that normally wouldn't be seeing a whole lot of at bats, especially early in the season. Now they're kind of like, oh crap, we kind of fooled around too much midweek early on, so now we gotta kind of take these a little more serious than we do. But it's
0: you can't honestly probably too away.
2: late. Yeah. I mean, so kidding? yeah, they've got they've got guys getting at bats, and we're getting more and more pitchers healthy and rested, and so. Some guys that we haven't seen for a while are finally starting to get some, some action in both the midweek and, luckily for Northwestern on Sunday, they got some, some guys some action that that really needed to get on the field as well.
0: It's such, uh, you know, from a uh, when I played baseball uh, back in high school, and I am not at all equating uh, high school baseball to college baseball, but I was one of those players who was a ten run player, which meant. I played if we were up by ten. I played if we were down by ten. So you have a few of those younger guys, or you know that you're again you're trying to figure out, trying to find spots for, it or nothing else, trying to get them some innings, get them some at bats. When you win eighteen to five, that is a bit of a luxury. It creates that opportunity for some of those guys.
2: Yeah, we were having guys that I think it's been one of them had been a month and a half. One of them had been a month since they pitched it all. So. Yeah, we're gonna need some of those guys coming down the stretch, especially the way that our RPIs look. And we're gonna to need to win the Big Ten tournament to probably get in the NCAA's. And you're not gonna make it through there unless you've got pitching on pitching on pitching on pitching. So,
1: well, I let, let, let's be honest about Northwestern's baseball program. It's not good. <laughs> it's it's a bucket of shit.
2: It's in as bad a shape as anyone. Their wait, coaches, wait, wait.
1: literally, their entire coaching staff, other than their head coach, left. About what, three weeks into the season, yep, because the guy they hired is such a tyrant,
2: yeah, and it's not just he did hire on some guys from Northwestern before that came on his staff, but he also brought in guys, especially on his staff into that staff, and those guys left too, that tells you something's really really amiss when guys that he specifically brought in are just like all right we've we've had enough, so well. Yeah, that, that's a
1: problem because their rpi is only going to get shittier
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and we need their rpi to not get shittier
2: yeah the you need you need your rpi to be somewhere in like the mid 40s to even have a chance at a not large bid Uh, I, i have this question because obviously
0: northwestern's not standing you know they don't have good footing where they're at but they're still not Penn State, right? I mean, like, for whatever reason, Penn State continues to be the laughing stock, the
2: uh, the seller-dweller of the Big Ten. Honestly, I'm – because, yeah, Northwestern beat Illinois in a series two weeks ago, and I have no idea how that happened. Their, <laughs> their earned run average is, like, three runs worse than the next worst team for their pitching staff, and their defense is – like, far and away, like not e- there's no chance anyone will be as bad as them the rest of the year. Yeah.
0: John uh, is joining us on YouTube. I think he's here for the, the football part of the conversation. He says, what's baseball? Baseball is a sport created in the 1800s. Oh, my God. John, when are you going to start your series on the history of baseball? I'm not. <laughs> Fine.
1: I don't like baseball that much. I love college baseball. I love Nebraska baseball. I would like to like I would like to love big Ten baseball, but that would require that more than four teams in the big Ten actually gave a shit about their own fucking baseball
0: teams. I was gonna say you'd be one of the few because outside of eastern nebraska and i I don't I say Nebraska fans I, I for whatever reason. Nebraska fans show out regardless of circumstance, regardless of the situation. Football, you know, consecutive games or sellout streak, say whatever you want about it. I love the fact that open seats are going to people who may not otherwise get to go see a Husker game. Say, Say whatever you want about it. If it's fabricated, I don't care. We've shown, sorry, John. That Nebraska does care about basketball. Obviously, we're there for volleyball, wrestling, uh, but baseball, I mean, you're talking about college baseball in Lincoln, Nebraska in March, where it is not fun to do anything outdoors in March, and Nebraska fans still show up.
1: That's an attitude thing.
0: But you don't see that across.
1: fun and Hold on a second. Aaron, are you familiar with Legion Baseball in Nebraska?
2: Oh, yeah. That's what I played. I didn't have a high school team. It's
1: it's very strong across the state of Nebraska, right? Right. Yep. And, And I'd say that Nebraska, as a state, there's a lot of, you know, everybody talks about Nebraska football and high school football and stuff like that, but Legion Baseball across the state of Nebraska is a huge thing. I didn't really play baseball when I was a kid, but you know I know that following that there's a huge number of people that just love the game. And, and in Nebraska, we're always in the top 25 in the nation for attendance. So, so damn it, John. It, <laughs> I forgot. It just went ahead. Whatever <laughs> I was going to say next just went out of my head. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not in my normal setting.
0: Uh, Johnny Utah, uh, who actually uh, made a bit of a uh, – an entrance into the comment section. People were rejoicing in the comments for one of the fellow Chatterfields, which is tremendous. Uh, Johnny Utah says, let's be honest, we aren't a baseball school. However, follows it up with not a baseball school, bowling and volleyball.
1: I think we can be many things.
2: We could be anything. You know what? You're first place baseball school right now.
1: Yeah, we're first place baseball school right now.
0: uh, So... I don't know why in my son's first grade class, they, they did this thing when we get, got the week we were on vacation, they were making little cardboard suitcases and I guess they're traveling. And every week they're learning about a different country. Uh, they've quote unquote, been to, uh, Germany, um, Australia. And for whatever reason, now they're in China, which is, uh, what i brings about what I'm about to tell you extra funny because today is part of their special meal. They had, uh, fortune cookies which we all know were invented in america but i digress and i guess my boys uh, fortune says something about uh, the amount of doors that will be open to him in his life he has an infinite number of opportunities and so does nebraska
1: <laughs> so are you gonna go
0: into iowa well i figure we'd finish up talking about the unique situation that happened against creighton
1: Oh, yeah, that.
0: The game in the seventh inning got suspended due to, I believe it was inclement conditions, correct?
2: Yeah, due to lightning within the seven-mile radius of the stadium.
0: Why don't they – is it – if one team had a lead, would they have just called it?
2: You can at that point. Apparently there was some pre-agreement before the game between the coaches that should something happen that they would – at least finish the game Gotcha. at a further date, which would probably be at the next Creighton game.
0: Well, yeah, let's talk about this, and I, I'm i scrolling up right now just to see who did the article. It was you. Hey, that's convenient. <laughs> uh, so that when the game resumes, uh, as you said, uh, again, coordination.com for the best Nebraska baseball coverage. Uh, the obvious later date is May 9th when the teams will finish out their three-game season series. Downside being that one's going to be Omaha, where this game was uh, here in here in Lincoln. Uh, you go on to say that the game will resume at the exact point in which it was suspended. It tied at four, the bottom of the seventh with no outs. Uh, Gabe Swanson up at bat, Max Anderson on third base, Garrett Englum second base, Charlie Fisher on first. That's not bad. No outs, and the base is jacked. Uh, and Creighton was bringing in a new pitcher, however Very slowly. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I like your... Uh, 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 opining here, stalling Is this their a tarp decision.
1: Situation?
2: What? It's damn close to it in my in my eyes.
0: What? What was? It? I'm sorry, John. I didn't hear the question.
1: A tarp situation.
0: The oh, Purdue tarp.
1: <laughs> you remember that, Greg? I don't. We need to refresh them.
2: Okay,
0: tell my story. Tell the story.
2: Refresh my memory, Aaron. So Nebraska was a half game back from getting into the. Big Ten tournament last year, all that had to happen was um, the best team in the conference, Maryland, had to beat one of the worst teams in the conference, Purdue. Purdue decided there was rain in the forecast. They were going to leave their tarp on the field and say that they were in a weather delay despite there being no rain falling whatsoever. And btn was at that game btn was like there's nothing happening here there's no lightning in the area but the tarp just continued to remain on the field and eventually it got to where maryland had to get on their flight home that they had oh, scheduled, geez. and and the game never happened so purdue got to advance into the big ten tournament where they got two and barbecue about as fast as you could possibly get knocked out which Look. is
1: why which is why at Nation, from here and, and to the end of my life or whatever we will refer to the Purdue baseball team as the Purdue Tarps not the Purdue forgot. Boilermakers not whatever stupid ass name they want us to call them they're the Tarps from now on
0: L- let me ask you this it has there since that occasion has there been any rule put into place to prevent that from happening again
2: no, but That's as it should happen, the final series of the Big Ten season this year is Nebraska-Purdue. It's happening. Blood will be shed.
0: <laughs> and it's at Purdue,
2: so we get to see the TARP in person. Great. I'm going to be there. I'll somehow get a picture with it. That, the <laughs> the
0: uh, At this point, the, the TARP's a bigger celebrity uh, or, or you know, better known than the Purdue team itself, uh, which is... Not in first place, like your Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, They are, I mean, realistically, they've played three more games. They have three more losses. But let's talk about a team that has three more losses, but also three less wins. It's the opponent for this weekend. And, uh, of course, this one is going to be at Iowa Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's Nebraska and the Hawkeyes. Uh, what can we expect in this age old baseball rivalry?
2: Well, it's hard to hard to predict with Iowa what, what that's gonna happen. They've they're upside down in the conference right now, but they've played the toughest schedule thus far, so but they did also lose on Friday night with their best pitchers, who some pitcher some people say is the best pro prospect in the Big Ten got beat by Minnesota, so It's real hard to see what what we're going to do with them. But uh, as far as Nebraska goes, we're going back to our two aces. Kaminska took last week off against Northwestern so we could get some other guys some time and so he could get rested up because he was kind of hitting the wall is what Coach Bolt thought. So he'd had a couple of bad outings in a row after just being dominant his first five showings. So hopefully with Olsen and him back in there and the offense – Screaming at the pace that they're going at, knocking balls out of the yard, we can do enough damage to where it doesn't matter how well their their ace is throwing on Friday night that we can take them down.
0: I want to uh, go back to one of our comments, uh, as I you know mentioned about the the possibility of a, a new conference rule preventing a team from just being too chicken shit to play a baseball game. And, uh, you know, mentioning new rules, and Johnson's new rules in baseball? L-O-L. Let's not forget that Major League Baseball did a lot this offseason. I mean, almost an obnoxious level of rules changes. Aaron, I feel like you may be something of a baseball purist.
2: I love, love the pitch clock. Okay, well. It doesn't really affect Nebraska much because our pitchers, man, they work. They get... Hitters get so mad at how fast our pitchers work. It's they try to do everything to step out of the box, but with that new pitch clock, they can't do that anymore. They'll get strikes called on them if they keep keep doing that. So, yeah, I love I love the pitch clock. I don't need to waste time watching guys go like this, wrapping their wristbands and drawing letters in the sand. And <laughs> that's uh, gone.
0: Two as we, I don't know if we have a whole lot to talk about with the upcoming series against uh, Iowa, but Josh uh, says I legit didn't even know Iowa had baseball. And Fred says the I bet Iowa watches Eight Men Out before the game is motivation. He he has uh, several dirty puns he could use, but he's evolving, and and we appreciate that about you, Fred. Uh, oh God. Here we go. Bad puns here. He says, oh, God, if we end up firing rule, will be called a rule change.
1: (laughs) That's a long ways down the road, Fred. Come on.
0: It'll never happen. We're going to, you know, he's going to retire after winning his fourth national championship. Aaron, do you know what
1: Iowa's RPI is right now?
2: I (laughs) have that right here. Uh it is sitting at fifty seven.
1: So this would be a really, really nice series win for Nebraska if we get it.
2: Oh absolutely, yeah. And for the what? short term it'd be the best once we beat Iowa, we've got a couple weeks where we've got easier conference schedules coming up to get our, our seating up in the in the Big Ten tournament too.
0: Air for for the uninitiated or those who just don't follow college baseball why did I see a a headline or an article earlier this week that said that uh Nebraska is in a position where they could make the NCAA tournament but, but also not
2: It's yeah so they use the NCAA basically uses RPI which is a basketball metric that even basketball's gone away from to kind of figure out a balance of strength of schedule and wins, losses versus like different quadrants of quadrant ones, the really good teams that you beat and so on and so forth. And it's, I mean, it, it has some merit, but I don't think it should be the end all be all where basically if you're not an RPI 45, you're zero chance of making the NCAA on, on your own, you've got to go out and win your conference. So, cause like, if you look at Iowa's strength of schedule, which is what people are saying with Nebraska is that, that's why our RPI is so down. Iowa's strength of schedules, two hundred and third in the nation. Nebraska is two hundred and fourteenth. So for our RPI to be one hundred and nine when theirs is fifty-seven is kind of that backwards. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how it could be that big of a difference, especially when they Iowa does a, a funny thing where they like to schedule not only so people complain that we schedule like U N O, who's kind of a lower Division One team, so their RPI is always in the basement, but Iowa goes out. This year, they scheduled two Division three teams. They actually beat them both this year, which last year didn't happen. Last year, they lost to, I think it's Loras College. I don't even know yes. how to pronounce it.
1: That's where Todd's grand, uh, Todd's daughter went to
2: school. So they, they scheduled two of those this year. They scheduled St. Thomas, who... It's a weird situation. I think they're a Minnesota team where they were Division Three, somehow lost the ability to be in their conference, and they're like, "Well, can we petition to just be a Division One school?" And they're like, "Okay." And so that, that they made a jump from Division Three to Division One, which has never happened before.
0: Jeez.
2: And they ended up on Iowa's schedule. So basically, three Division Three teams, and then they even scheduled an NAI team. NAIA team. So. Nebraska doesn't do any of that, so I don't know how our RPIs can be that much worse with that kind of scheduling.
0: Dion wants to know, as we get Ray close the book on baseball, do we have the pitching to be a tournament team?
2: I think we're finding that out, that we do have, we've got the two aces, I mean, Olsen's challenging to be an All-American, Kaminska, when he was on that five-game streak, was as good as, could have been an ace on more than half the other teams, and... We're starting to find that we've got two guys in uh, Will Walsh and Jackson Brockett that can both start games and go five, six innings deep. And then we're getting a couple bullpen guys back that are – Jake Buns is finally looking like he's full strength and he can be a closer. We've got Shanneman as a closer that can go six innings if needed. So it's good to have guys that can balance like that. And then C.J. Hood should be making an appearance if not this week next week for sure and he's been out all season is then this you
1: got the- max anderson and bryce matthews
2: and when you've got those two guys on offense i mean yeah if you can we've got i think the top pitching era in the conference if for a second but when you've got an offense like that if you can just kind of steady guys down especially when you get in the big 10 tournament and you're playing in a pitcher's ballpark if you've got bryce and max at the top you're you're sitting pretty well
0: is is this the deepest the the
2: pitching staff has been in recent memory uh when it's probably not quite as good as 2021 but pretty pretty close if we can get those last two injured guys healthy and kyle perry is kind of in that same mode but those three injured guys if they can come back then i think we'd be right up there with that that team here's a good one to uh
0: end the baseball conversation on, I mean, unless somebody has a comment or question, but uh, Brando's sports rule says GBR baseball. Nice to see us kicking freaking ass.
2: Yeah.
1: Aaron, are you going to make a a prediction?
2: Uh, No, I'm like Todd. It's not good. You've got two baseball writers that hate making predictions, but I'm I'm not, I'm not a big prediction guy. That's why I love baseball. It's so interesting to see how it, Ends up on the field, you can have Northwestern beating Illinois one week and uh Iowa losing to Minnesota and then losing to UIC. So I just hope I'm, that our, our I'm two gonna pitchers... have
1: to, we're gonna have to sit down in person and have a talk <laughs> about this.
0: <laughs> I know John, John like. just we're won.
1: go two to one. We're winning this series two to one. John just
0: wants uh, uh his baseball writers to nut
2: up and made make a prediction. <laughs> I did the first week, and we saw how that went. That was when we went oh three I, and one you
1: know, I always forget that baseball people are the most superstitious sons <laughs> of bitches on the planet. You know? Right. Let's not do, oh my God, we won a series. Let's not shower for three
2: weeks.
0: <laughs> no, it's you don't shower until you, your next loss. You hope it's three weeks or longer.
2: Well, just I'm weird. on week three my paternity leave,
0: so, I mean... <laughs> John, you could work from home, so you don't really ever have to shower.
1: I you know, there is something called hygiene.
0: I'm just saying for for a winning streak. <laughs> you sleep downstairs. You're fine. How
1: do you get into these things?
0: You're the one who said the baseball you know fans you hair are hair we do are superstitious. Okay. Alright, well let's move on. Yes. Let's get into some of the baseball. I'm sorry, not the baseball, the football. Uh, and before we get to all the fun action on Saturday, we have our first recruit of the 2025 class. Now, if you're keeping track at home, the next class is 2024. So what's so special about this first commit? Caden Vermas uh, from Miller North. Uh, he's the first commit from Miller North since 08, and he's the first commit to, to the 2025 recruiting class. He is a 6-foot, 195-pound athlete uh, who was actually offered uh, by not the previous head coach, but at least the previous interim head coach back in October and re-offered, uh, uh, reaffirmed by Matt Rule. Um, he played both ways as a sophomore at Miller North and is uh, likely to play safety at nebraska Um, and you just never know though, trying to figure out exactly how fast he is. But of course, Nate didn't put those metrics on the article on coordination.com. So, uh, welcome aboard, you know, hometown talent, staying home. And, uh, we talk about that Omaha area and I, I look, I apologize to any Omaha Millard alums who are joining us, I, isn't Millard in or around the Omaha area? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it's good to start getting some of those guys to really give Nebraska a look, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. They used, Millard North used to be the kind of powerhouse for Class A back when uh, – I was there a crouch right wasn't it at his school?
1: I think so, yeah,
2: yeah, back when he was in there and they were winning state title after state title for quite a long time and I know they've I think they've got like one of the better sophomore classes in the in the state, so this may not be the the last to come from that sophomore class in that school,
0: yep yeah, Miller North well done.
2: I really thought I'm that seeing I would have a 4, on his Twitter profile, is what he says.
0: Well, I'd Eric like to see I'll that. See this person. new guy, Eric Crouch. He, he's he got a few years of eligibility left. He's coming back. <laughs> uh, all I know, it, it, uh, we got a winning comment here from Dion uh, who says it's uh, about time that Nebraska gets a commit to the 20, 25 class because Alabama and Georgia have their 25 class uh, already filled. So, a little fun, a little poke and prod it. Our neighbors to the southeast. Um, so, with that being said, let's turn our attention to Saturday. And before we get to the game itself, and we're, we're going to talk about a few notables who are going to be there. And we all know that Frank Solich is coming back. It has been said. Uh, it has been announced. We are all excited for it. Before we even get talking about Frank Solich. There's another face for mold coming back this weekend. Guys, you know who I'm talking about, right? Let's let's do this. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> this guy is coming back.
1: Well, it's not that guy. That
0: guy's got that k
1: sign thing going on that they don't like anymore.
0: Hey, that's all right. It's fine. It's all good. Uh, all I know is that I bought this as a quote-unquote vintage shirt. You can just scratch a line through that vintage. This is modern. This is contemporary. This is hot and fresh. Oh, yeah. Herbie's back, daddy.
1: So has anybody seen? I mean, we've seen the logos and the icons, but nobody's actually seen the mascot yet.
0: No, it's going to be part of the big game day reveal, John. I thought that was common sense.
1: Oh, okay. Are they going to have 22 of them?
0: Do you think we'll have the the mascots the red through team the ages?
1: You know what? We have twenty-two sports. If you were going to do it correctly, like a red and white you Herbie. would have a Herbie for every sport, and then you would have twenty-two of them come onto the field, assume their positions on offense and defense. And then they would run a dive. They No, they'd run an option play, and they'd pitch it to one of the Herbys, and he would run for a 68-yard touchdown, and nobody would be able to tackle him, and he would get to the end zone, rip off his head, and bam, it's Frank Solich. That's how I would have done this. I'm guessing that's probably not what's going to happen, though.
0: No, it's not going to be what happens.
1: Well, you don't know that, though.
0: No, but I got a pretty good idea that the <laughs> the, brandly, you know, the new unveiled mascot is not going to be taking off the head. Like, John, you just don't do that. Like, the only time you do that... No, stop. The only time you do that is when it is a parent who's a service member who's coming home after a long uh, deployment, and they're coming into their their you know, child's school, either at a sporting event or in the classroom, you're like, oh, you know, they're not talking, but like, we're here for pictures and why don't yeah, you come up here?
1: That is exactly what I just described.
0: <laughs> but
1: that is exactly what I just Oh my God, it's Freight Solich. See that?
0: No, because Nobody
1: I expected. So we here here's it weep, weep. We would weep with joy.
0: Here's what here's what you do. To retire old Polo shirt, Herbie. That's Frank Solich. New Herbie can't take his head off.
1: But he can't.
0: No, Those, there are the there thing? are clearly defined mascot rules, John.
1: You know, I'm if I'm thinking if Frank Solich is in one of them freaking Herbies, he can do whatever the hell he wants.
0: I'm thinking that we need to have Aaron or other guests on more often because I just finished this beer way early and I want to go get another one.
1: You can go get another one and I'll continue to rant about Herbie.
0: Oh, no, I don't want to miss a, a moment. You know, like Aerosmith saying in, in a way too popular song, it's definitely not one of their best. I don't want to miss one smile.
1: Okay, here's the problem with Herbie. <laughs> here's the problem with Herbie. Which I one? I don't give a shit what he looks like. I don't care if his blonde hair blue renade I don't care if he's a fat guy, a skinny guy, a little kid with chicken pox. I want him to do things. Okay. Okay? The best mascot in the nation is Goldie Gopher, and Goldie Gopher does shit. He rides around on a tricycle that I always think when I'm on the field is going to get me killed. He does push-ups. He does stuff. He does antics with the student section. Sometimes at baseball games or whatever, he goes in the student section. What do you ever see Herbie or Harry or whoever the fuck it is do anything besides wave at the crowd?
0: Okay, so I'm- I'm
1: The laziest freak. I mean, the only mascot that's possibly lazier than our mascot is that Penn State Nittany Lion thing that the same crappy outfit's been around since 1925, half eaten by moths, red bear piece of crap that they still trot out and go, it's a tradition. I, come on. Have the mascot do shit.
0: All right. So th- the only point I will take with that is that Goldie Goofy, Goofy Gopher, <laughs> is a cartoon gopher. Like, Herbie's a real damn man. And no real damn man's going to get up on a trike and go pedaling around.
1: I'm, I'm Pee-wee's it's little brother. It is a motorized
0: thing. I I don't care.
2: I don't care. Yeah, our, our Herbie has a a golf cart with a Gatling gun on the back that he shoots T-shirts out of. I when's the gopher doing that?
0: I, you, know what, I, you know what I want our Herbie to do? I want our Herbie to take his... Now, look, I'm pretty sure that we don't have any farmers w- watching this because, you know, they probably have, I hate to say, better things to do. If you're a farmer, A, let me know in the comments, and two, I apologize in advance if I say the wrong brand. Well, all I want our Herbie to do <laughs> is drive... Out of the tunnel in a John Deere or International Harvester or Minneapolis Mowley, whatever the brand that'll piss the least amount of people, probably International Harvester, I think they're red. Yeah, they're red. Uh, And and do farmer shit. Alright. Like I you know what I want him to do? I want him to carry around a shovel, and then when Goldie Gopher comes over, I want him to whack him upside the head with the damn shovel. And then bury him. I want Herbie Husker to do man-damn things, all right? You know, maybe those things are eating a steak. Show me Herbie Husker eating a damn steak. Show me Herbie Husker, you know, giving a high-five to a kid, and then, you know what, like, take the kid to church, because that's what Herbie Husker does,
1: all right? Really, what you want is Herbie Husker laying pipe.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, he's You've not never a pipe laid fitter. Pipe
1: in your life, have you, Greg?
0: He he's not a pipe fitter, sir. I, I'm.
1: <laughs> oh my god. I'm
0: I'm I'm confused by your verbiage. Are you insinuating something? No, it's laying pipe. You do you not know what that means? You first of all, you you started
2: with blaze it, and now you're starting with laying pipe. What are are you, John? Yeah, do You, do you know need to tell us something. Is- I mean, I think I know what I think that you. That Greg thinks that he thinks he knows. I don't <laughs> All right. If you're... Oh, yeah, you,
1: you, people don't even <laughs> have to work anymore.
0: <laughs> All right. You, you Chatterfields, uh, let's get your best guess on what you think John means by layer Fred. pipe. Fred gets it. Jesus.
1: Okay. You know what? <laughs> the other thing I'd like to see Herbie do, since there's 22 of them, or at least... If, maybe if there's not a full complement of 22 of them, they could have 11 or 12 of them, and they could have a sixth-grade football team, from like, let's say, I don't know, Lincoln Pius, come out on the field, and then they have all the Herbies, just beat the shit out, run over them, splatting them into the ground. Got to be the halftime
0: celebration. Fred says, put them in an IH, International Harvester, it's red, then run over Lil Red, then head up to Minnesota and bring us Goldie's head. You know what I like about that, all of that, Fred, is that it rhymed. I mean, I I like the concept. I like everything you said, Fred. Right. Well said, Fred. Well said. All right, moving on. (laughs) Aaron, aren't you so glad you gave up spending quality time with your new child to being here?
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: I laid Uh, plenty of pipe in my life.
0: Okay, John. I... (laughs) Do you need to go? Do you need to go to confession?
1: No. Did you want to hear a story about laying pipe? <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Uh, this is officially. I mean, look, it's twenty to ten on a. This is officially five hard after dark.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: John, tell so, us about that time you laid so, pipe.
1: So years ago, you know, I hadn't been back to Nebraska for years. My father-in-law lives out on our farm, and he goes, "We got to go change uh, the pipes. We got to go change the irrigation." Now, normally, wait, wait, wait. Are you
0: telling me you laid pipe with your father? In law. Okay.
1: Okay. So here's the thing. Normally what That's what that meant maybe. was is you went out along the irrigation pipe and there's gates in the irrigation pipe and you took a corn knife or a machete and you whacked the gates to change them to alternate the rows. Didn't you didn't normally reach down there with your hands because there were too fucking many rattlesnakes.
0: Were you whacking pipe with your father-in-law?
1: Yeah, I was, yeah. well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So he comes out there, and he goes out, and he gets a 12-pack of beer, or six-pack of <laughs> beer, he brings it into the pickup. And he goes, okay, we drive over to this field. And goes, okay, we're going to change the irrigation. He walks up to this panel. He pushes a button, and he says, we're done, and hands me a beer. And that's the difference between the old days, a land pipe, irrigation pipe, you filthy-minded mongrels. And the new day, the new type of irrigation, which is all that center pivot stuff, that gets, you know, you don't even have to work anymore. And everybody just gets fat and lazy.
0: Okay, well, now we know what you mean by laying pipe. That is not what I thought you meant. That's <laughs> not what pipe. you
1: thought. What did you think it was, Greg?
0: I thought it had something to do with when a man loves a woman. <laughs> Okay then. <laughs> yeah, even Josh is like They both uh, had whacking, so we're good. Josh's is, uh Islay Pipe completely wrong. <laughs> uh and Fred says Fred, who all, all often I'm surprised he uh didn't reference the Flying Salami brothers in this, but says Bet John did a lot of center pivots in college.
1: You people are just so hmm.
0: It's a great time to uh, tell you about one of our fine sponsors that we have on the Five Heart Podcast, Blue Chew. <laughs> that was just for you, John.
1: Yeah, they t- they still have
0: never paid us. <laughs> They've never. They've they never don't, don't th- know we exist. That's probably why. Yeah. Okay, uh, so we've talked about one return and and through happenstance talked about the other, uh, but James Marshall said, by the way, an hour ago. God bless you, James. Says seeing Solich's face lately brings back feelings of what if. Good and bad. Are we supposed to respond to that? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see Frank back, is it not?
1: Yeah, I think it is. I you know, I mean, everybody loves Frank. I think he, we know that he got screwed over. I I still I've said this before. I'll say it again. Still the same thing. We would have fired him. It's just stupid that they fired him after a nine and three season and we would have fired him because he wasn't Tom Osborne. That's just how it
0: goes. That's you know? that's what it is. It, it's you
1: follow a legendary coach and you're not a legendary coach, you know? That's what happens to you. But re- realistically I mean, speaking, he was really dumb. I look.
0: The same thing is is poised to happen at Alabama right when Nick Saban retires. The I mean, whoever replaces him, even if you have the success that like Recently, we've seen the last couple of years they haven't won the Natty, but they've still been beyond competitive. But if there's one slip, that guy's out on his ass. So,
1: well, that's what happened at Alabama after Paul Bear Bryant.
0: Oh, sure. I mean, it's just it is what it is. The
1: next Paul Bear Bryant, and you know, it took them eight coaches to get there.
0: It's happened to a lot of programs over here. I mean, uh, Bobby Bowden, Florida State, you know, I mean, similar uh, situations. So, Um, while we're talking about Solich, uh, Dion says, uh, Solich must come to break the curse. So we talked a little bit about curses in the past, John. Have we? Yeah, because we've said that, well, let me rephrase. Some of us have said that Lil Red needs to be sacrificed. You like Lil Red, so I'm not going to go there, but are are we, I'm going to say this, I feel like Frank Solich wouldn't be the only one to come. That would have to come back to break the curse, if there is in fact a curse. If you want to put a, if you're saying there's a curse on this team, Frank Solich is not the only nine and three coach you bring back. If you know what I mean. No,
1: do we, I don't know what you mean.
0: Do we not? Do we think that enough time has passed where you bring back Bo Pelini as well? <laughs> not for like a. If if anything, it's a uh, a new athletic department, you know, it, it's it's a new administration. There was a beyond ton of friction with the previous administration and, and Bopoly If nothing else, I feel like it's it's okay for there to be a a bit of an olive branch extended. Okay. So Here's a different scenario. Okay, bring it on, big guy.
1: The, the tunnel walk is all like, oh, everybody's like, Ooh, woody, woody, woody. and Frank Solich walks out with Bo Politi's cat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's Would
1: fine. that be good enough for you?
2: That's fine. I'm on board.
0: So that will break the curse. Yeah. Uh, Fred says, okay, two things. Well, I'm going to start with Dion first. Dion uh, was in there firing Frank, started the curse, and, and Fred says that the curse isn't Frank himself. It's the firing of him that brought on everything after. Everyone after can fuck off, is what Fred says. So, um, I agree with that. Now, Brando, interesting take here. While we're at it, let's just have Tom come out of retirement and coach a couple more years. No. <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> I, think,
1: I think Tom <laughs> should just be allowed to retire.
0: Right. I mean, has the man not given us enough, both as as a program, as fans? He gave us 35 years?
1: Something like that, yes. I if mean,
0: because didn't, didn't he come on in like 61, 62, give or take?
1: Yeah, uh, it was 65, 66.
0: No, I'm sorry. I, I feel like I've let you and everybody he, else down.
1: I, I don't think he was there at the beginning of the Okay. I want to say he graduated in 62 Tried to play in the NFL till 65. uh, Probably became an assistant coach with Devaney, 67, 68. Let's go look it up and see if I'm right. Keep talking amongst yourselves.
0: We will do that. Um, While you do that, I'm going to tag a few more of these um, comments for later. First of all, uh, John, Josh wants to know if you're in a church pew.
1: I am at my sister's house in Lincoln
0: that didn't really answer my question. Like some people big, do hey.
1: It has a big bed head bed thing. Headrest, headboard? Bed. What did I call it?
0: A headbed. It's, it's classic bed.
1: Headrest.
0: Headboard. Headboard. Okay,
1: fucking whatever it is. <laughs>
0: hey.
1: Now it's a headbed.
0: If the board's a knocking, don't come a knocking.
1: Laying pipe right here on this <laughs> on this headband.
0: You and your father-in-law. Great time. I times. can't
1: believe how many people have never heard of laying pipe. What
0: the fuck? I mean, we have. We just... It, it stands for something else with us younger kids.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to go into any of that.
0: Okay. Um, all right. Fred says, an interesting hypothetical. Mix Osborne's DNA and John. That meaning you. Give us John Osborne, an occasionally sound head coach who trends towards madness and rants on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, that one just, I think, that one shut us all down for a minute. <laughs> Again, I have to learn to read Fred's comments before I highlight them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't have I'm not saying I wouldn't highlight it, but I'd have been prepared. <laughs> okay. That oh, made me cry a little bit. Ah, God bless. All right. Um Josh had this comment earlier about Frank Solich. Uh, let him run some fullback during the spring game. He's got more experience than anyone else in the building.
1: No, well, he's right about that. He, he is
0: not wrong. Um, and real quick, let's bounce over to uh, living in Omaha, David Matney. I wonder if there, if he has to include that because there's a David Matney living elsewhere, so he has to be like, I'm the one living in Omaha. If anyway, there... Is, is there a coordination meetup this Saturday?
1: You know what, Todd and I, Todd and I decided that before the spring game, we will just be out uh, near the Tackling Guys Trophy, from like noon to one, and or from noon till Statue. we go into the spring game. If people want to come up and say hi and meet us and throw shit at us,
0: emphasis on the last part. Yeah, but mostly Todd.
1: What is that east? That's the east side of the stadium, right? Yes.
0: So there you have it. If you're looking for our founder and fearless leader John Dam johnston and his sidekick Todd uh go to the east side of the stadium don't tell Todd about by the way that i refer to him as a sidekick he'll kick my ass um and by the uh tackling statue and uh, have your picture taken at five dollars a pop hmm
1: have their pictures taken
0: pictures taken with <laughs> you and Todd oh it, all right so it, we're gonna this is what we're gonna do a hell of a deal $10 for John 750 for John and Todd
1: I was thinking you were going to say $10 for me and minus $10 for Todd
0: Well I mean if you if you want the if you want the, if you want the group photo you can say a few bucks but you'll have Todd in the picture too so again oh, I, I I please don't tell Todd I said these things
1: we decided on doing it this way because we were arguing so much about where to go and what to do in the Slack room that I just said, I, I don't know any bars. I don't know anything downtown really that much, at least on a game day atmosphere. And I thought we could just go stand out there and talk to people. I like meeting people and talking to them. So. Well,
0: prepare to meet Fred. He says, I'll be there throwing <laughs> shit at John just like on the internet. Yeah. Oh. And this part makes me uh, nervous. How about, uh, when we're talking about mixing DNA, we have John Osborne. How about a Greg Ference, an intelligent, successful man who also happens to be a shitty offensive coordinator? I That could just be Greg Mahochko, really. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't trust myself with a Big Ten offense.
1: Well, Brian did a press conference today. Yes. Brian's I'm so glad we got the there. Bested. And uh, one of the report, I think Scott Docterman from the Athletic was the one that asked him, uh, "What you know, the past few years for Iowa football have been kind of miserable. The offense isn't that good. Do you have any message for fans to, you know, any message for fans? And Brian Ferencz replies, I have no message for them. This is a place where Brian Ferentz can stand up and say, you know what, we're going to try to be better this year. We've got Cade McNamara coming in, and we're working with some reason. Anything, anything at all that can be positive or uplifting, and Brian Ferenz is a pouty little shitbag and says, I have no message for them. It is absolutely just, oh, my God, poor Iowa. Did I say that?
0: No. uh, You you said it, but you didn't mean it. Yeah. Jo- Josh asks, "Is it against Iowa policy to talk to a PR firm before you speak in public?" Um it it's if it is, it's also against Nebraska policy, let's not forget HCSF.
1: Uh they're just it's I don't know. It was hilarious. I mean, it's you know, and and some of the Iowa fans bashed the reporter for asking that question.
0: Well, of course they would. Cuz they have their head in the sand. I guess. Um all right, let's get back to uh, Saturday and Frank Solich. Husker Vision, if that's what it is still called. This is from Fred, by the way, uh, has been way ahead of the game as far as production. Only that could yield chills from us Husker fans. I think I think they've been, you know, from from the, you know, he's coming back, the Frank Solich stuff to the Herbie Husker stuff, um, I, I don't disagree. I think that the... I'll get Husker Vision or, or meet. What the? Why are you showing us your crotch, you weirdo? Oh like, you <laughs> realize you're on the internet live, right? Yeah, just, <laughs>
1: I'm kind of. <laughs> I spaced there for a minute.
0: Crying out loud.
1: I'm not in my normal element, okay? I'm this head bed behind me. Anyway. Pipe going on.
0: You're, you're just thinking about laying that pipe again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I I don't disagree. I think I think that the media team division department whatever it is has been doing a good job. Look, we're we're Nebraska fans. It doesn't take a whole lot for us to get you know geared up, ready to go for for the spring game. So everything that's happening this week uh, is just kind of feeding into it. Uh, your guys' thoughts on on the the media. Not not the media, but the, the, the Husker vision, if whatever you want to call it, and, and how they're handling everything.
1: Does Husker and vision include the social media stuff? Sure. Oh, I think they're the, one of the best in the nation. I mean, I mm-hmm. think their, their social media stuff and the stuff that they do with video and uh, you know keeping the fans interested and keeping things interesting for everybody, it, it, they're just – I don't know of anybody else doing a better job than them. I mean we win the off season that's what we do uh, i i guess i'm on i guess i see most of this stuff on twitter and i too i i follow the other big 10 teams on twitter and i mean let's face it maybe ohio state does some stuff but like gophers the gophers they did nothing for really their spring game stuff i mean they don't they, they generate zero excitement I'm not sure what Wisconsin's doing. Nobody does it like we do, Mm -hmm. and I think I realize there's a lot of people that will go. Well, this is just a scrimmage. Well, you're just a sorry Fitzant. What do you think of that?
0: It's more than that. And and look, I got back-to-back comments from Dion. By the way, one is just now. One is from much earlier in the show, but we're going to hit them both back-to-back, and then we're going to talk about them. Um, So the first one here, the most recent one, is by tomorrow. uh, Dion won't be able to sleep from the excitement. And that one is paired with this one from before when he said, I'm getting nervous for the spring game like it's a regular season. You know, there's
1: nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see Jeff Sims and how athletic he is. Or how about this? Heinrich Harburg, a quarterback, a guy that our previous coaching staff completely wrote off and basically completely wrote out of the picture. And basically, he was told, "Well, you won't be a quarterback." And you, you would. I mean, look, look, what we did last season with our quarterbacks we had Casey Thompson get the shit beat out of I him. Mean, you brought in Brock Purdy. God help him, he was not very good. Uh, Logan Smothers tried to run the offense. Heinrich Harber never got anything. So I—it's excited to see how athletic he is at the quarterback position. So, I realize that a lot, again, there's a lot of these no, it's just a scrimmage. Well, whatever. You know, you, you, you get out of it what you put into it, and I'm going to put fun into it, and I'm going to get fun out of it. Nana. Me and my head bed. <laughs> <sighs> Aaron, you're supposed to respond to the comments. Are you going to the spring game?
2: Unfortunately, I am not this year. I, I was thinking about going to Iowa, but um, this was the weekend that...
0: He's that got I mean, a newborn, John, crying out yeah. loud.
2: <laughs> My sister came up to visit to, to meet our newborn for the first time, so I'll be hunkered down here watching it on TV. I'm, I'm curious if, to know if anybody's going
0: all in like Jackie. Jackie's going all in making chili and pretending that it's fall. Now I don't know about what the weather's supposed to look like in Lincoln, where I'll be. It's be seventy-something degrees, and I've got a hard ceiling. Like I don't make chili if it's over forty-five.
1: It's going to be fifty degrees. I understand, Jackie. With a lot of wind. God bless you. Men.
0: I'm, I'm curious. All right, let's. I'm curious on Jackie's take. Hey, you too, I guess as well. The whole cinnamon roll in the bottom of the chili bowl thing, Jackie. Is that how you're preparing your chili? On? Are you gonna have some cinnamon rolls to go with? I. That's that's such a weird kind. I'm I'm a corn I'm a chili and cornbread man. Bowl? That's what I've heard.
2: No, oh, no. You eat what? them
0: together, but not like.
2: No, no. You no don't it's like. No,
0: no, no. no like it it. I don't know who uh, Hoss maybe I think talked about this, but it's like there's the bowl. This is this is the bowl. Cinnamon roll cinnamon roll and then chili on top
1: no what
0: that i'm i'm, roll, I'm fairly- you just
1: take the roll and dab it on the chili or you just eat them together so you get the chili kind of going and then the cinnamon roll combination taste
0: what's the difference like,
1: you don't dump shit on top of a cinnamon roll Who the kind of psychotic motherfucker <laughs> does that
0: I don't know. I'm pretty sure I heard it on this podcast at some point in in the eight year history or whatever get of this show. That
1: son of a bitch,
0: Alfred. Oh, All right, uh, we talked a little bit about Heinrich Harburg. Uh, I'm excited. You're right, John. I'm excited for him to get an opportunity because reading some of this, I actually read some of the Slack today, which is I don't get to do very often. But they were talking about. Some of the speculation, that's kind of all was hearsay, if you will, about Mark Whipple and how Heinrich Harburg didn't fit his idea of a college quarterback, and so he really didn't get an opportunity. Right. Okay. All right, moving on. Um, I
1: said said my bit about that. (laughs) You're supposed to jump in here, Aaron.
2: No, no, we're going to move on. Uh, 100 percent yeah i mean the the guy had no involvement in bringing him in or really any didn't kind of fit what he was looking for so i mean he had no attachment to him whatsoever he was probably trying to move him to tight end or something like that
1: yeah i think he was he was
2: uh real quick before we move on i'm going to get back
0: to that a comment that I had highlighted but official bearded says this is the type of person that puts the milk in the cereal bowl before the cereal what the shit yeah what I'm, the shit what I'm sorry guy says. maybe maybe I misunderstood but I'm pretty sure somebody on this show at some point in time said bowl cinnamon roll chili on top I, if, that, if, if I misunderstood I'll, I'll take the heat but right now I'm going to try to fade the heat to whoever said that back in the history somebody go and prove me wrong Go listen to the other three hundred and twenty three episodes and tell me if I'm wrong.
2: All right. Yeah, hey, I still got five weeks left in paternity. I'm on. <laughs>
0: Brando's sports world says, Would a hybrid option with elite athletes get us to an average of at least eight wins in the Big Ten?
1: If we execute it well, I'd say yes. I do I have to wonder if the, there is going to be some form of option plays in our, in our playbook going forward, just because I think that, A, we have 18 quarterbacks with different types of, uh, I don't want to say personalities, but different types of abilities to run or throw or do whatever they want. And I think when you put the option capability in there, I mean, it's hard to defend for teams that never defend it. And you can run RPOs out of that like probably nobody's business. Like stuff they never did under Osborne and make it that much more, well, volatile, play-breaking,
0: boomy. Also, you know, we're talking about eight wins in the Big Ten. That's eight out of nine when you consider nine non-conference games. Uh, And we all know where I stand on on the season, so yes. (laughs) Although... At this point, no. Hear me out. With Matt Rule and Company, twelve and oh all day long. Okay. We may never lose another football game, guys.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, <laughs> uh with with the with the elite athletes and the option, I mean, you're, I don't think the option's good enough to beat those top tier teams they've the ends nowadays compared to what we were going against in the 90s is something else so yeah you can roll up eight wins getting beaten down some of the smaller teams but I, I don't think you're gonna compete with guys like uh oh crap what all those ohio state dns that were first and second overall oh that's true The here, roses. you're not gonna beat them they're guys. all gone this is
0: our time. Uh, Josh says any system with a competent offensive line will get us bowl eligible yearly. I don't disagree. Um, I have other comments, just so you know. I just have to find them. Usually, uh, John is is Johnny on the spot, no pun intended, with uh, uh, finding some of these comments as well. But he's he's taking the week off. I mean, I last week I
1: have a small screen. It's a smaller screen. I only have one screen.
2: He's relaxing in bed, man. He's.
1: Yeah, I'm just turning kidding.
2: it off and just laying back.
1: It's a later
0: start. Yeah, don't give me that crap. Uh, all right. So we got a couple of uh, back to backers here. And uh, Brando's uh, Sports World up again. In your opinion, fellas, what will be the top two position groups of both the offense and the defense? Well, that's easy. Top two of both? Offense and defense. So not just top two, but like so I think running backs gonna be I mean it'd be for me it'd be running backs and receivers on the offense and and you can include tight ends and the receivers if you want for the defense. Uh, I'm going uh secondary and probably probably the line.
2: I saw that face, John. Shut up. Aaron. Yeah, definitely running backs. And as a former tight end, I think the tight ends are going to be damn good if we can just get them on the field. Our our top guys, but Uh, defense. I know some of the younger guys on the on the line aren't proven, but eventually we've got to hit some of those top recruits. We've got to pan out. I I I like the way the young guys have been playing in their limited time, but and yeah, secondary. Secondary should be the, the top unit on there.
0: Um, I have, again, more more, more questions. Or John, you want You haven't answered yet.
1: Well, I'd say running backs. And, and I'm going to go quarterback because we have six scholarship quarterback Our mm-hmm. quarterbacking will be great. And you know, on the defense, I think the secondary, everybody comes back, and there's tons of them. And then linebackers, and then oh, we okay. only have three defensive linemen.
0: Oh, fine. Uh. Josh says, offering his two cents. Uh, running backs and quarterbacks will, it will be bright spots on offense. Uh, defensive backs and the other defensive backs. Yeah. <laughs> on, on D. Yeah, that, that's, um, you know, again, we know where the strength is for sure. Um, all right, let's get to spring game. Uh, is still from Fred. Spring game, uh, EOD still orchestrated. This staff is about optics. I doubt we'll see any instance where any one unit on the team gets over on the other. Uh, you're right. The, the defensive line won't kill the offensive line. I I said this kind of in the little write up. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of anything on Saturday. I think it's going to be pretty vanilla, milk toast, whatever, bland. Um, uh, you know, descriptor you want to use for that. Yeah. Uh, ma- <laughs> Matt Rule has, I mean, Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield combined have nothing on film to show. They each have individually they each have some things that they are bringing to the table, but I mean, yeah, they're keep it keep it simple. You know, go out there, actually play, which we found out they're going to play. You know, there's going to be full 15 minute quarters. I mean, it's going to be as live as it can be. Um, just you know, don't get anybody hurt. And and you know show a few things, I guess. Show oh, come the on, folk. it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be unrelenting force for versus unresisting passion. What's that? What are they? That phrase they use?
0: The unstoppable for, uh, force and the immovable object. immovable
1: object. Yes, that's it. The 1971 Nebraska Oklahoma game. The unmovable <laughs> object versus the tremendous force Headbed. <laughs>
0: I like how you're just making shit up as you go, John. It's late. I'm old. Oh, here we go, uh, Jackie. with rule said no vanilla? Not hiding anything. Well, that.
1: Yeah, I like I, this Jackie person.
0: Jackie, thanks for uh, joining. You keep bringing these nuggets of wisdom, and you'll be back. Well, welcome back every week here. To, I mean, you're always welcome back. We don't. <laughs> we don't have any gatekeepers. There, there's there's nobody you know checking IDs, um, and. Josh says that Hopes uh, uh, Satterfield's first play is Harburg at fullback and a dive <laughs> up the middle. <laughs> Checking all the boxes, John. Oh, it works. I was really hoping for some more reaction for that. Okay. Okay, um,
1: with, with Frank Solerchi quarterback.
0: <laughs> Why not? Wait, he whips and,
1: his helmet off and the crowd goes insane.
0: And Bo Pelini's cat at center. I don't know. That okay. one didn't really work out too well. Shut up, John! Damn.
1: Oh, think, uh... Uh, all
0: right. Um, living in Omaha, David Matney. Uh, will we see an onside kick this Saturday? I'm surprised it took uh, towards the end and and Dave to uh, uh, mention that. one, usually that's a Fred thing. Um, no. <laughs> I
1: would. that it- uh, he's ruined the the. Side The onside kick forever.
2: Yeah. I mean, we do need to work on it. Shut up, Aaron.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So we've got uh, official bearded says, I really hope we beat Colorado just so we can shut up Sanders talking about himself in the third person. Million dollar douchebag. John, your thoughts.
1: I hope we really beat. I paid I just read the but, damn comment. Did were you amazing. not paying attention? I'm. I'm paying attention. I'm just, you know, getting slower. That, yeah. I, I, I Colorado. That. I don't understand.
0: I'd just Colorado. like to add that I
2: too hope we beat Colorado. Colorado, Colorado just, just so we're all bigger, game all we're...
1: Everybody shrieks about it. I'm sorry, Aaron. I cut you off.
2: So, <laughs> I'm just adding that I too hope we beat Colorado. That's all I got.
0: You know, when I'm eating some of those delicious pipeline jerky, just pork jerky, just honey barbecue, delicious pork jerky, one of you other guys could talk.
1: Okay. Uh, my, uh, I just, uh,
2: if he puts those same cornerbacks in that they had on all these hype videos, we're going to torch him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, I haven't looked at the Dion stuff that closely. Other than I thought he looked dorky in a cowboy hat.
0: Uh, Brando World said well before you know it another season will be here again crazy can't wait for John's new content of us winning consistently in a post game midfield video at the Big Ten Championship
2: John I you going to get well, credentialed? I
1: can't, I can't wait for my new content of us winning consistently either
2: <laughs> well, I didn't mention anything about him getting credentialed he's just going to run down there
1: Damn right, I'm getting arrested. <laughs> we're in the Big Ten Championship. I'll probably just get arrested for that.
0: All right, and at least I, look, I'm doing my best. Uh, John's checked out as far as uh, uh, looking for looking for comments, so I think this is the oh, last one I have it. pinned. Uh, I have for Dave in Omaha <laughs> says, who from the chat will be... At the meetup, that's right. Who is going to be out? Uh, who from the? Who of you Chatterfields uh, are going to be out uh, to see Todd and John at the tackling statue east uh, side of the stadium on Saturday from noon to one? That is the question. Okay. I mean, I'm waiting for them to answer. I know Josh isn't going to be there. Uh, I've seen some other comments say, Oh damn, I wish I was going to be there. Fred says he's there just so he can throw shit at you in person. Um, which is fine. Uh, Jackie says, I like Sanders, but F Colorado. I've said this before. I don't like Sanders. I don't like Colorado, but I do like Bill O'Boyle, their assistant coach. So uh, that's because of the ties that, you know, I, I shared, I've broken bread with him. I've shared meals numerous times up in Shadrion and our times there. Um, Josh says, uh, if I get there, can I lift John up like Bo did his cat? Uh, no. And it has nothing to do with, uh, John. It has everything to do with your thin and puny arms, Josh. <laughs> I can say that. I know him personally. Um, Fred says, I unfortunately will not lost track of time. Like Husker nation. I actually, uh, won't be there. got plans this Saturday. Uh, disappointed. Um, and Brando Sports World will be celebrating uh, us winning the game in Hastings. That's right. I almost forgot. How did I forget? Not 12-0. and
1: 13-0. Well, it, if you're going to do 13-0, and 0, then we're going to have, it'll be like 15-0 or something after we win two playoff games and a championship or whatever the hell it is.
0: 12-0 regular season. Yeah. Big Ten Conference Championship, so that okay. was 13-0. Uh, national semifinal championship 15 and 0 16 and 0 with with the with the uh spring game
1: yeah okay
0: or would you say 15 and a half because either way you're guaranteed a dub okay you know what 16 i want to say this john you just reminded me of something adorable and not you okay I, i was waiting for you to acknowledge the joke uh so there i was taking the twins or getting ready to take the twins to daycare yesterday morning And I I look back; they're both in, you know, forward-facing car seats now. And I look back and I say, uh, "You boys ready?" And little Rob, little two-year and change, Rob looks at me with like one and a half thumbs up like this. He's okay. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. I don't know (laughs) where he learned to be so nice. It definitely is not for me. So, all right, Uh, predictions for the game. We always do game predictions.
2: I will have fun.
0: John's prediction, fun.
2: Aaron? Uh, My prediction is that my lamb racks are going to be fantastic out of the smoker. That's really all that I can control. Give it 110%. It's going to be great.
0: My prediction is that uh, I will not worry about staying off social media and the Slack uh, chat because I won't be able to watch the game until Sunday. Because I'll be uh, uh, up north in in, in, uh, in the state capitol for not political reasons, but for uh, oh, the weekend. So I'll watch the game hey, on Sunday. What? Go, go ahead. Oh, got, I'll just watch the game on Sunday and uh, kick back, enjoy it, fast forward through the commercials like I would any other game. You know, sitting here in this bed
1: like this with this tiny screen and stuff, <laughs> I never realized this before. Oh, God. But I could be a wizard. That that didn't work like I think it was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I could be like Sauron. Look at this. I could be like uh Gandalf, bro. I
0: you I, I would say you're you're a shade more Gandalf than Sauron.
1: Oh, well, okay.
0: Sauron was the wizard. Sauron was the entity of evil, the yeah. eye of Sauron right. in Mordor. So, <laughs> settle down there, Josh. I'm not even going to highlight that one. I'm just going to say That's settle down. That's good. <laughs> uh, it was a
1: pillow, for God's sakes.
0: It was a pillow. Uh, Brando Sportswell says, 31 Nebraska, 30 Nebraska. Fadon catches a nice 22-yard pass down the seam. Uh, Jackie says, uh, one defense beats one offense. I kind of could see that, actually. Yeah. Um, Dion says, it will heal all through the state. Uh, I saw one from... Fred, Fred's prediction, pain rule will crush everything and strut out to staying alive.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what we need is bring back disco.
0: No, <laughs> we don't. We need to bring back, uh, I guess it would, be, would it be grunge? The popular music that was in like the heart of the 90s?
1: Yes, that would be grunge.
0: Yeah, it would be. I mean, more, more grunge, and that's what we're going to use to win. So, I hope the the football team of you know eighteen to twenty two year olds all in the locker room are listening to Nirvana, Pearl Jam, STP, Alice in Chains. Thank you, and like in Gilligan's Island, and the rest, um, and and that's gonna be there. You know, nothing says uh, I'm I'm pumped up like come as you are. As you were. You know, it's not its not exactly hype music, so. <laughs> Fred says, I got to get it here.
1: Oh, God.
0: No, it's probably fine. I, I read it ahead of time. <laughs> John Disco by God. Woo! Mean Gene Johnston. James Marshall. I got it. A Smash Mouth game would be refreshing. You're right. I mean, they had, you know, Smash Mouth from the 90s. They had uh, All-Star, Walking on the Sun. I don't know if that's what James was thinking when he said a Smash Mouth and we were talking about bands from yesteryear. Uh, Why do I have one more pinned? Oh, here we go. Brando Sports World says, John better write a book about the season if we win this whole damn thing. A memoir of a true Husker fan.
1: I will. We could... I'm going to take a screenshot of that.
0: Just All right. And, hey, while you're waiting for that book to be written, make sure you go and pick up one of John's other books, yeah. Been Dead, Never Been to Europe. And if you can't find this one in print, because I think they're already on a second or third printing, uh, then you can check out Manage Your Damage. All about John's uh, recovery from heart and brain damage. Right, John? Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> We're fading. I
0: don't know what you're talking about, man. I, I've got this. Let me tell you. I've got this sweet, sweet pipeline <laughs> pork <laughs> jerky honey barbecue, and it is is—it is a breath of fresh air. It's giving me new life. Um, John, why are you yep. pulling uh, your best Burt Reynolds on a bare skin rug <laughs> impression right now?
1: We're going to have to get used to this 9 o'clock start.
0: I don't know. I don't know what this "we" thing is. I, I'm young. I, truth, truth be told, if I wasn't sitting here talking with you guys and, and uh, doing my best to entertain all the good folks, I'd probably already be asleep in my chair. So <laughs> it's been known to happen. All right. With that being said, we appreciate all of you for uh, joining us. Uh, we'll have another one of these next week uh, as we recap the spring game, the uh, Iowa series, and everything else that tries to take place right under our noses. And a lot of stuff we miss, like women's bowling, making it to the national tournament. But we catch a lot of the stuff, and that stuff we catch, we talk about right here on the Five Heart Podcast. Thanks to uh, our coordination uh, baseball beat writer and fellow Chatterfield Aaron Rostofsky for joining us uh, this week. John, I'll what? tell you what, man. You take that shirt off, and you're just going to have all the ladies swooning. That yeah, except they'll be blind,
1: skin that hasn't seen the sun for sixty-three years.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay, I mean we know that's not true, John. We we have pictures of you from college. Oh wait,
1: Brando Sports Girl World says I would like to buy a copy of that book. My son's grandpa just found out he has had brain cancer. Well, that that sucks. The books that am my books are on Amazon so
0: when you when you do search for that don't type in John damn Johnston they won't recognize that in the search just John Johnston j-o-n uh, space j-o-h-n-s-t-o-n or you can type in uh, Ben dead never been to Europe or manage your damage great great stuff um, and and we're definitely uh, uh, keeping I'm going to say this diplomatically as I can, that random individual in our thoughts and prayers. Random to us, not not to you, Brando. So, uh, All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Thank you all. We will see you next week. Uh, same bat time. May or may not be the same bat day, but uh, yeah, that just kind of depends on schedules. It'll be Wednesday or Thursday, 9 o'clock. And uh, you have, what are you? No, I'm not going to read that. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that was going. Um, all right. So, again, for Aaron, for John, I'm Greg Mahachko. This is the Five Heart Podcast. We remind you each and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John.
1: Go Big Red.
0: Aaron. I hate Iowa. <laughs> Rock on. I like that one. That That's that's. Timely and honest.